Good afternoon, guys. Center Sports coming back at you once again. We've been away for a little bit, and with everything going on in the world, we've decided we needed to talk about all of this. This is going to be episode number 65 on Tuesday, March the 17th, 2020. We're going to be talking about the coronavirus. With me, as always, my co-host, Ben Nisman. Benny, how you doing today, buddy? Joe, not doing great at all, obviously. It's just painful time for the world not even national this is a global catastrophe and and it's um it's just horrible what's happening and obviously for those who are are still working they're in, incredible people it's just awesome uh you know what we're doing around the world getting you know still able to have the grocery stores open you know doctors and nurses being put at risk it's just it's incredible what what everyone's doing to try to figure a way out of this and hopefully we do get out of it man and i'm 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 an optimist in general but it's also the unknown to me joe so that's that's the tough thing and you and i talking right now it's it's look we're not meant to be therapy um we're, we're entitled to make a belief and an assumption and uh, speculate all we want, um, but we can't say everything's going to be okay. I'm, I like to think that it takes all of us working together, and it might be something that over time changes all of our lives long, long after this. And we'll say, wow, we, we're really, really, really a different society now because something like this happened. And we don't know. And the unknown is the scariest part of it. And it's just like, you know, we going back to baseball, like if you were going to ask me going into the season, who's going to have a better season, Charlie Blackman or Nolan Arenado? And I'd say, I don't have a crystal ball. I mean, I can make a, an assumption. I can go based on you know, statistics. It, in a way, you know, we're no fortune tellers, and there's no way to stat something that's the unknown. So we got to um, just continue to do what we're doing, which is uh, be together um, uh, as a society, but uh, do our part by um, uh, social distancing and doing all these things like 10 people or less. I, I love how responsible um, a lot of us are being here, uh, just being more cognizant of things like being more sanitary and just washing your hands constantly that extra 10 seconds could do so much now mm -hmm. and the information of knowing that is so great and you in your field you doing what you're doing uh, it, it's just incredible man and you're working through you do not get time off right now you got to keep on being there for the society for us you know and and it's it's greatly appreciated and it's really unbelievable so um in a way, and someone said something very smart to me, and they say, you know, in many aspects, by doing nothing, you're doing something. Mm -hmm. And in this case, by doing nothing, you're stopping the spread. Right. You know, so just, um, we can just only continue to do what we're doing. And uh, I, I think so far, we're doing an unbelievable job under the circumstances. We're being smart. And, um, and we just got to continue and hope that we'll find a way out of this and uh, we'll be talking about after, you know, the next break that we have, we'll be talking about baseball and that we get to watch it again. And it's so incredible that we were all able to get through it 
and um, and we'll go from there, man. But at this time, it was obviously rational for us to come back on this episode and talk about something other than you know what we uh, are always talking about because th- this is something so much more powerful and so much more beyond what we know and what we can even uh, start to evaluate because that's what we're here to talk about and it's it's hard it's just hard to get past the fact that we don't know where we're going to be on memorial day we hope mm-hmm. now that they've announced that it's hopeful it's mm-hmm. it's um it's something that we need to just hope that we can get to and um that'll be the day and um it's just it's uh it's it's going to be that that's what we're going to have to do now mm-hmm. and uh it's tough but we're going to have to continue to get through it together joe yeah no i i appreciate your kind words in reference to my line of work and all of the people that work with me and i wanted to take a moment here um given our platform and given the 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 voice that i have here to the rather small but growing audience that we have for those of you that don't know me personally, I'm a 911 dispatcher in the city of Las Vegas, and I wanted to take just a minute here and give you my perspective coming from being in this industry for 15 years and seeing what I'm seeing. The first thing I want to say is I want to say thank you to each and every one of my coworkers, each and one of, each and every one of the first responders that are out there still every single day putting themselves in harm's way during this virus. If you see one out on the street, thank them. Don't shake their hand, but thank them. At the end of the day, these are the people that are putting themselves in harm's way to better society, to keep everyone safe, and to keep things moving forward. All of that being said, let's let's be real and, and let's talk reality here. I've got pulled up in front of me the current numbers as of this more as of basically a couple of hours ago from the New York Times. We're talking about just over 5,000 people confirmed infected in the United States with less than 100 deaths. That is less than 2% mortality rate. It's better. It it is less fatal than the everyday flu. It is less fatal than a thousand different things I could point to. So by and large, this is a pretty benign situation unless you are the very old the very young or the immunocompromised those three populations are 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 most at risk here so check on your grandparents check on your newborn kids and check on that friend that you know oh yeah they've got that they've got that thing that they deal with right i should probably check on them do that right right uh and and one compromised and one passed is one too many and i i and I do believe it's important to get to the bottom of it, regardless of the stat, but that is a positive stat that you're giving to us, mm-hmm. you know, based on, you know, the other possibilities that could be. Right. It's just that it's it's rare and when we have so much more information we need to get. Exactly. Now, that being said, I want to, I want to stress this. And it's something that, that I've talked about with some of my coworkers and with some of my with some of the first responders I'm going to make this absolutely crystal clear and stare down the barrel of this camera when I do it this will get worse before it gets better it will get better but for right now you have to believe 
that because of the lack of testing that we have in this country and the fact that this has a two-week incubation period, we are going to see cases spike and we're going to see things get bad. But they right. will get better. And that's why this delay, and, it was, and I'm going to use this as the transition into baseball here, that's why the initial pushback of opening day to April 9th, to me, was just something to go, let's, let's see what happens here. And now they have pushed back opening day until at least mid-May, as per CBS Sports an hour ago. We're looking at mid to late May for an opening day. And you know what? It's a smart move. I'm going to give Rob Manfred and the owners credit here. This is a smart move. Make sure your people are healthy. Make sure your players are healthy. Make sure your front office staff is healthy. Make sure the people who work in the stadiums are healthy. And finally, make sure your fans are healthy before you open up a huge venue and pack thousands of people into it. Right. Right. And uh, it just it became a reality for me at least, and many others, uh, you know, acquaintances, friends of mine, because sports is kind of what brings a lot of people together as friends. So it was really when this, this took sports away from us, that's when it became a reality that, you know, we have to really now take it that seriously, not a postponement of the NCAA tournament cancellation. Done. That's you know it's it's a reality at that point and it, and we're going through it together. Yeah, yeah. You know we've can't we they've canceled March Madness. WrestleMania is now canceled as far as a spectator event is concerned. Right. This is no longer, there's no and, longer going to be seventy five thousand. On that show because I have the opportunity. Go for it. I don't even think it's necessarily. Unless you're going to test every single performer at WrestleMania, including all the crew and everyone that needs to be in Gorilla and um, everyone that the referees, everyone working there and being there that day, Mm -hmm. uh, you're putting that it's not necessarily social distancing, in my opinion, Joe. I, I can understand the sentiment there. And I understand that. You know, given the nature of that industry, you don't want to shut everything down. But in a time like this, it might be the right move. Now, what they are doing is moving WrestleMania from an outdoor stadium in Tampa Bay, where the Buccaneers play, to their own personal performance center, a very small venue with no fans. And it's only going to be a a streamed event. I like the, I mean, it's it's all they can do. Because at this point, finish off this this group of, 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 of storylines. And again, we're, we're, we're kind of divulging here into wrestling. But finish off that group of, uh, of stories. Give your fans the big event that you are planning for here. And then go on hiatus if you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But couldn't, but, but couldn't they just call it WrestleMania and wait till it's all over? You know, just like everyone else is doing. They could. You know, just because, I, I mean, these guys, uh, they're not necessarily just doing acting. They're rolling on top of each other. Mm. I mean, what they're doing isn't necessarily a sanitary thing. Now, I don't know if these guys are tested. I just don't, I don't know the process. The, the problem you know with I mean? the tests but, is that there aren't enough of them in the United States for the common man. 
So that's a whole different issue that I won't dive into. But right now, they're just starting to roll out the tests. And that's why we're going to see confirmed cases spike. Because those tests will be in place. They will be able to have to have results. And, you know, transitioning away from, from wrestling specifically, you look at a situation like the New York Yankees are now facing, where they have not just one minor leaguer, now they have two minor leaguers who have tested positive for coronavirus. And they have, you know, shut down their facilities, they have quarantined all of the minor league players, and the question is, did any of them come in contact with one of these major league players? Did one of them come in contact with someone who came in contact with, you know, it's... Whether or not you you believe that you haven't come in contact with anybody that that has this has this condition, the fact of the matter is this is society. And whether it's your kids are in school or you go to work or you work with somebody who has kids in school, the 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 stretch and the and the outreach of this virus could reach you no matter what you're doing, unless you decide you're going to hunker down and and sit in your home for the next three weeks and not touch anybody and not go outside your front door because that's what this is that's exactly that's what we're staring at here we're looking at an outbreak of something that will jump person to person to to person they don't even know so when you look at a situation like the yankees where they have two minor leaguers that have now tested positive i worry for staff i worry for other players i worry for the families of those players i worry for the families of those staffers it's so huge one person could infect hundreds in any event they they I, have they have indeed shut down the the the, the facilities um the seven the the first prospect that tested positive his name was denny Lorando. he's a 17 year old pitcher uh, now the they have not released the name of the second player to to test positive at this time, and that's probably due to patient privacy and for you know a multitude of other reasons. But that's the first one here. Um, General Manager Brian Cashman said we have we've had no other Corona testing necessary at this time. Uh, is it going to stick? I would say no. It's not likely to stick as far as you know. Uh, not needing this testing, they'll they will need to start testing other players as the weeks progress. Right. But, he did say he isolated those the player. Yeah. So he he did mention that. So you know, you hope that uh, everyone's following suit and just doing their best to uh, just stay at home. I mean, you know, for some of the uh, players like a seventeen, they don't have a gym in their own house. No. You know, but some of them do. So it's a little bit easier for some of these players to prepare than others. Right, right. And now if we spin this forward, the question really starts becoming, you know, let's get through this. Let's make sure that all these players are healthy. Let's make sure all these front office staff, the the, the concessions people, the ushers, everybody in the stadiums are healthy. Make sure you get fans that are healthy. But when does baseball come back, Ben? What is your speculative uh, date that right. you're thinking? So, I... My thought was, I was going to say August. Really? I was going to say in August, September, October, and then you go November for the playoffs and make it wow. an 81-game season, kind of a, 
way more like a sprint than a marathon. Right. And just a whole lot of, especially with the three batter rule now, it's a whole different story. But it's that's what I'm thinking. It's just going to be um, a quick season. Maybe you don't play the, as many teams in your division as much. Mm. You just kind of play everybody once or twice. And uh, that's that's my assumption. I I, I don't really I, I that's. Only a prediction, Joe. I can't go further than that. Right. So, Rob Manford released a statement recently stating that they will not be starting on April 9th. Uh, it appears that the owners are going to try to find a way to get 162 games in this season. It would be incredible. Incredible if they can pull that off. It would require some double headers mm-hmm. pretty regularly. Uh, we're Less not days off. You would fact, see, you would uh, see. We're not even considering the fact that rainouts do yeah. and will happen no mm-hmm. matter what. And the logistics so, of trying to get a 25-man roster plus coaches and training staff all over the country for 162 games in a shortened window. Like, say it's... My, my best guess says Memorial Day weekend, right? It's the beginning of summer, and it would, to me be one of those moments much like the first game after 9-11 much like uh, the World Series that year where it is a coming together of society after this crisis that we've had as a human race not just as Americans Right. I could most certainly see Memorial Day weekend as the opening day of baseball season and in that sense you're looking at about 100 to 120 games for the season it's a lot better than doing half a season. It's a lot better than what you're thinking from August, September, and October, where you know you're only getting three months in. And even then, right. doing doing eighty games in three months is a bit difficult. Yeah, you know, you're you're talking no ninety all, days. No all star game, Joe. No, I mean, that's forget it. There's no all star break, all star game. They're just if this is happening, they're going straight through. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that would make the most sense. If you want to get as many games as humanly possible in, you go 100 to 120 games. You start on Memorial Day. You run it through the end of uh, end of uh, September with your playoffs in October. And does it cheapen a championship? Maybe. But when we talk about this, this type of situation, you look at a team like the New York Yankees who are riddled by injuries. This does nothing but give them time to get healthy. James Paxton right. will now be ready when they're ready to play. Mike Clevenger of the Indians will be ready to play when these games start. Teams teams are going to get healthier. All of that being said, I do want to drop the fact that Justin Verlander underwent groin surgery earlier today and is going to be on the mend for six weeks. Right. But you're eight weeks out from the proposed time, and if we extended another two weeks, as I'm calling for, for Memorial Day, that's ten weeks out. It's plenty of time for him to get back and sure. back into form. It's, it, it's a 37-year-old player, but I mean, obviously, I, I consider him a Hall of Famer to be. And uh, if you figure, I, I've never had groin issues, and I don't know what it would take to come back from. Mm-hmm. But it seems like at least this is more than enough time that you would need to come back from it. It's still tough to go through any kind of surgery, but hopefully right on time, right on schedule. It's while you drop that in there, Joe, hmm. and the player that you just mentioned just had to do a public apology no more than a month and a half ago. Yeah. I want to ask you, 
how do you do you think this makes people kind of forget a little bit about what happened with the Astros? I mean, of course yes. it's there. Of course we're gonna enjoy. I mean, the fans will still throw up the signs, but does it kind of just put it in the back burner now? Because oh, at least for me, I think it gets thrown at, like just uh, against the wall and just kind of not looked at for a little bit. I think it gives us a ton of perspective. I think given this outbreak, it gives us a ton of perspective of what we cared about and what we were so angry about just one month ago. You know, when 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 the Astros came out and had their press conference and I was out here screaming and ranting and raving about Jim Crane being an idiot in a clown show, it puts that in perspective. Because at the end of the day, it's still just baseball. And we love it and we will we will continue to love this sport forever. But at the end of the day, it's the escape from reality. And this, this situation is the reality. And it is a very scary situation for a lot of people. Yeah. And and everyone is entitled to their fears. And we can come. And I think everyone is on board with that, basically. I mean, anyone that thinks that, you know, we need to have them break down a, a bracket anyway you know, for March Madness, even though it's not going to happen, right. is ridiculous. Yep. Do not make people do more than they have to right now. Mm-hmm. Let's all get on board and say, look, there, like you said, there is something so much more beyond baseball at this point. Yes. It's the reality. Yes. And uh, although it's unfair that we don't get our escape, mm-hmm. we don't get that thing that makes us relax because when someone asks me what I do to relax, I watch baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't get to have that. And at this point, I, it, it's funny because it's it's sort of like brutal in March mm-hmm. when I have to. Oh my God! I've waited November. I've waited December. I've waited January. Waited February. March is killing me. Like I need baseball. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how now the time is kind of flying by because I'm not even thinking about it as much because of how important it is of what we need to get through together. Exactly, exactly. As long as we are sort of spinning this forward, let me say this much to any fantasy baseball players out there and any fantasy baseball commissioners out there. If you've already had your draft, this is why you draft late. Not particularly this situation, but any one of a number of injuries can happen in spring training. Any one of a number of issues can pop up where your draft is impacted by real-life issues on and off the field. Right. That being said, if you have a draft that is coming up in the next couple of days, I urge you to postpone that draft. We don't know when this season's going to start. We don't know what players are going to be affected by this. We don't know what players are going to be healthier than expected. I, I mentioned it earlier. Aaron Judge... Giancarlo Stanton, James Paxton, A. Eugenio Suarez, Mike Clevenger, all of these players who were injury question marks coming into draft season are now going to be healthy when the season actually starts. And that affects draft value. That affects where you're going to find this player going off the board. Yeah. I mean, look, you know me. I always try to make it the, the last Sunday before opening day that I 
draft exactly for the reason that you're talking about because injuries are going to happen so you want to wait and there are probably people out there that are just so anxious and they just want to get that draft going as soon as possible they want to see what's on their team Mm -hmm. and they you know and they're willing to deal with the circumstances the unpredictable but better safe than sorry in that regard um, at this point, you know, when I, I, I just have mine at May 17th right now, right. that's hopeful, but I'm just going to check on it when we get closer to the date and evaluate from there. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, and that's all you can do. And that is all you can possibly do right now. Benny, I'm going to take another moment here and I'm just going to talk about what people should be doing going forward to get through this. But this has been a fantastic show, and I have loved talking about this with you. Folks, coming from a first responder's perspective and somebody who's been in EMS for 15 years, please do not panic. That is one thing I'm seeing all over the news, the panic buying, the hoarding, the the, you're going to buy up every piece of toilet paper and every bit of hand sanitizer you possibly can in this instance, and it does not help. In fact... It's putting more people at risk than you realize. If you're going to go out and hoard hand sanitizer, then that means the grandma down the street, grandpa in the other town, or the young folks, the people with the baby, cannot adequately prepare themselves and keep themselves sanitary from this virus. All you're doing is hurting your fellow man. All you're doing is hurting your neighbor. So please, cut that shit out. And if I can add one more thing, and Ben, you hit on it earlier. And it's something that we tell three-year-olds. Wash your fucking hands. Repeatedly. 20 seconds at a time with soap and warm water. I don't feel like I should have to say that, but holy shit, here I am saying that in 2020. Yeah. And because people haven't done it for so long, now they're wearing gloves when they touch things. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, the perspective changes pretty quickly. Yeah. But uh, you need sometimes, sometimes you need a wake up call like this to change a society and change it for the better. Yeah. So, like you're saying, these kinds of these kinds of things, you're right. And uh, I hope it, it hits home for the people that are doing the hoarding, like you're talking about. You get that one or two things that you need. Mm-hmm. You you use it diligently. You don't need so much soap every single time you wash your hands. You need enough to get it done. The 20 seconds, like you said, say respect say, by Aretha Franklin, whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but just get make sure it's it's um, thorough and um, and you're just being more cognizant of it than you were before as long as you're more aware of it you're already going to be better so as long as we can just continue on that and like you're saying you don't need to go crazy on supplies also i did my one stock up i'm good for a while okay you know i left i certainly didn't take five waters right Mm -hmm. it's it's, i'm one person you know so exactly Benji, please take care of yourself in New York for me, okay? Thanks, man. I'm doing what I can to uh, stay on my own, stay at home. I have no idea why uh, Mayor Bill de blah, blah, blah uh, has to not suspend street cleaning alternate side. I did have to sign a petition today for that, Joe, mm. because 
um, people, firstly, they'll suspend it when they think it's going to flurry, okay, mm-hmm. or when there's a little bit of snowfall. I think this is a logical reason when you say, hey, we need you in your homes, um, but if you could please, if I could do a little office space, if everyone knows of Bill Lumberg, if you could just go ahead and stay at home, but if you could also, if you could go ahead and just still move your cars, that would be great. Uh, so, look, it's a contradiction. I can't do both. You know, and, exactly. and everyone knows the people that live on these streets in New York City who have cars. That's what they do. They move it to the other side so it's good for the next day. They sit in it for the next 30 minutes, and that's what they – and then they go back inside. Mm-hmm. And people still have to do things on the street and take care of what they have to. And people get into arguments over parking spaces. Like, it happens. And people do have to get in contact with each other. Right. So it, it, no matter what, you're contradicting it. And exactly. it's a simple thing that there are so much more to think about right now that me having to worry about making sure I don't get a parking ticket for $65 that I'm going to have to fight. I'm sorry. I was quarantined. I can't move my car. Will you please dismiss that? Right. I, I mean, should that be a fight? Should it be necessary? No. Because that giant machine with the giant bristles needs to brush through the street and barely do anything. I'm sorry. I know, I know being clean and sanitation is important, but it, it's just a massive contradiction. I really hope that gets squared away. Apparently, it's still being looked at. But um, that's all I got to say about that, Joe. Yep. Um, if I can just drive in on one thing, on a happy note, baseball, if it happens, you're having that draft, go with those guys that, hey, now you don't have to worry about, I don't worry about age as much. Look, a nope. guy that's 37 or 38 years old, he can have an awesome season. You can just have a good run, and it's a, it's not a marathon anymore. Right. So think of it in that regard. Think of it as, look, the Yankees, who we think that are built because they have all this depth, maybe there's that unknown team, that random team that we didn't think would do anything. Heck, the Kansas City Royals shouldn't have a good season, but because it's a shortened season, why can't they go on a run? It's baseball, and now it's a different brand of baseball if we have it. I hope we do, Joe. It was great talking to you today, man. Absolutely. Thank you for being here again, Benji. Guys, this has been a great show. I hope you all stay well. Please take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Stay quarantined if you can. And if you have to go out, please be careful. We'll see you next time. I'm not even going to close the show that way. I'm going to close the show the way Jerry Springer closes all of his shows. Please take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you next time.